0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Friday, August 26th.
1: What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area.
0: And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV.
1: I'm Christina Lulich. And
0: I'm David Escobar.
1: Here's What's What in New York.
0: You probably already know, but New York City is going to introduce congestion pricing in the near future, and a lot of people aren't happy about it.
1: Yeah, David, the MTA hosted one of several hearings about the new plan. It lasted from 5 p.m. to almost midnight.
0: That's because 400 people came out to the meeting. There were a lot of critics who said the new toll is unfair for commuters, and it's gonna cost them a lot of money.
1: So there isn't a set toll in place yet, but the proposed tolls could cost people entering Manhattan south of 60th Street anywhere from 9 to $23.
0: And that toll would go into effect during peak hours, That's between 6 a.m. and 8 p.m. every weekday and 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on the weekends.
1: But supporters of congestion tax say that it could reduce traffic by over 100,000 vehicles a day.
0: The next hearing for congestion pricing is on Saturday.
1: In the pharmaceutical industry, there's a new lawsuit that could take place.
0: And it features some familiar names. Moderna says it's planning to sue Pfizer for infringing its patents to make the COVID vaccine.
1: Moderna's also saying that they've been developing mRNA technology since 2010. They say Pfizer took their research to develop their own COVID vaccine without Moderna's permission.
0: Moderna's CEO says the company spent billions of dollars to develop mRNA technology, and it expected other companies to respect its patents.
1: Back in October 2020, Moderna said it wouldn't enforce its patents for anything COVID-related but now their attitudes have changed. Even though Moderna says it would never enforce its patents in low-income countries, they expected its competitors to respect the patents in more wealthy markets.
0: Hey, Christina, have you heard this song?
1: Blue Jean, baby. David, of course I have. It's iconic. That's Tiny Dancer by Elton John.
0: Well, the song's getting a new face, and it's with an artist you wouldn't expect.
1: Britney Spears worked with John to create their new dance single, Hold Me Closer.
0: And the song samples Tiny Dancer, as well as elements from The One and Don't Go Breaking My Heart. It's a modern spin on an old classic, if you will.
1: It's Spears' first song since the end of her conservatorship. The duo met at an Oscar viewing party in 2014.
0: Spears later tweeted about her love for Tiny Dancer. Now people are saying that tweet? could have been an inspiration for the song.
1: NYC is set to name one of its streets after an iconic figure in sports.
0: Yeah, Christina, there's going to be a new street in Harlem called Althea Gibson Way.
1: It's on 143rd Street between Malcolm X and Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevards.
0: That's where Gibson grew up learning to play tennis before going on to break the color barrier in 1950.
1: She was the first African-American to play at the U.S. Open and inspired tennis players like the Williams sisters.
0: The street was named after Gibson on what would have been her 95th birthday.
1: Now let's get into some more sports headlines with WFUV's Sam Davis. So Sam, there was an issue with the joint practice between the Bengals and the Rams. Tell us more about that.
2: With the NFL season around the corner, practices are getting more and more intense, more and more physical, and this intensity boiled over in a joint practice, like you said, between the Bengals and the Rams, two teams who played in the Super Bowl in February. The fight began when a Rams defender had wrapped up a Bengals offensive lineman, Laheel Collins. Collins took exception to this and swung a punch at the Rams player. This began the brawl, which escalated when Rams star defensive lineman Aaron Donald was caught on video swinging a Bengals helmet at the opposing team. Once the dust finally settled, it was determined that the joint practice would end early. The NFL's policy is that individual teams, not the league, are responsible for disciplining their players for what happens during practice.
1: Has anybody spoken to the media about the incident, Sam?
2: Well, Aaron Donald did not speak with the media, but Rams coach Sean McVay downplayed the incident, saying he did not want to make a big deal out of it. Both teams will meet in the final preseason game of the year this Sunday, but neither team will play their starters. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor says he doesn't anticipate any animosity to carry over to the game. We will see if the Rams and Bengals will suspend their players. However, with these comments, it seems more and more likely that they will sweep it under the rug as both teams prepare for week one of the NFL season.
0: Over to some baseball news. I heard that one of Fordham's own got the call up to the Yankees.
2: Yeah, a great local story, David, as former Fordham pitcher Greg Weissert has been called up to pitch for the New York Yankees. He made his MLB debut last night. Although it did not go his way, Greg has had lots of success at the AAA level that he hopes he can eventually translate to the big leagues. Weissert is with the Yankees after multiple injuries to their relievers and hopes to pitch better going forward to secure a spot in the Yankees' bullpen as they push towards the postseason. With WFUV Sports, I'm Sam Davis.
1: Thanks, Sam. Back in July, Klondike broke the hearts of ice cream fans everywhere when it announced the Choco Taco would be discontinued.
0: Despite the end of the beloved treat... Some New York City restaurants are keeping the taco alive through their own recreations. WFUV's Taylor Massetta has the scoop.
3: A staple of ice cream trucks everywhere is no more. To the dismay of seemingly everyone, Klondike has discontinued the Choco Taco. The demise of the iconic dessert, composed of a taco-shaped waffle cone, vanilla ice cream, and a peanut-coated chocolate shell, has devastated people online. Even though some say they cannot even remember the last time they had it,
0: like people are very, very passionate about this taco leaving. They're like they're, they're not happy about it at all, and I don't think a lot of people ordered uh, Choco Taco as much as. You know, they might have or else they wouldn't discontinue it. But it's just kind of like, no, why are you changing? It was always there throughout my childhood you know?
3: That was Ken McCoy, who owns multiple bars throughout Manhattan. He is one of New York City's restaurateurs determined to keep the taco spirit alive through his own Choco Taco-inspired creations. One of his bars, Amy Fontaine's, is offering their own take on the Choco Taco for the month of August. He said that he collaborated with cocktail extraordinaire Cody Goldstein to bring it to life.
0: So Cody reached out to me and he's like, Hey, I don't know if you, if if you if you're impacted, if you've thought about this choco taco. How about doing some sort of a cocktail? I was like, dude, I was just I was just thinking
2: about it for food.
3: And so the Taco Teeny was born. It's a combination of Casadores Blanco Tequila, Averna, and a waffle cone-inspired syrup. It's rimmed with chocolate and crushed peanuts.
0: You know, the idea was the sweet and salty. Um, you know, cocoa, peanuts, the uh, the waffle. And he somehow magically made it into, uh, into a cocktail.
3: Another restaurant trying to keep the memory of the taco alive is serendipity-free, known for their decadent and zany desserts. Their creative director, Joe Calderone says that their kitchen could resurrect it into something new.
0: We saw that one iconic brand, the Klondike Choco Taco, was going away. So another iconic brand, Serendipity, wanted to create something to pay homage to the Choco Taco. We came out with the uh, Serendipity Golden Taco.
3: He describes their Golden Taco as an over-the-top tribute to the discontinued dessert.
0: We start with a pillowy Housemade uh, waffle, and we stuff that with Serendipity Brands, our own brand, frozen hot chocolate ice cream. We dip the taco into rare ruby chocolate, which is ruby cocoa beans called Brazil lavados, and then we top it with 23 carat edible gold.
3: It'll be available for one day only on National Taco Day, which is October 4th. But there is one question on people's minds Will the Choco Taco? ever come back?
0: Absolutely. If, if you think about the fanfare about it leaving, can you imagine the fanfare if it makes a triumphant return? Absolutely. I think it will be back. It may be tweaked a little bit, but it will be back.
3: Klondike has already hinted about the Choco Taco making a return in the next coming years. But until then, the Choco Taco must live on in our memory.
1: That was WFUV's Taylor Massetta paying homage to the iconic Choco Taco.
0: And that's our show for today. I'm David Escobar.
1: And I'm Christina Lulich. Check back with us on Monday at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports.
0: And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.